Hello and welcome, Ant, to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Keeping it going. Yeah. So you're in you're in my hometown right now, right? You're in sunny, beautiful. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Glasgow. <laughs> I literally just saw before I came on to chat to you that it was flooded or something. There's some crazy weather happening. It's looking like it. I mean, <laughs> I hadn't been outside yet, but I'm looking out the window. It's just. Uh... Yeah, stay nice and warm and dry where you are. I'm so, so happy that you agreed to come on podcast. I absolutely love your music, so I'm really chuffed to have you here because you're a fantastic songwriter. And also, your, your whole general outlook and vibe and the way that you approach everything on social media, everything around your music that I've came into contact with has been this amazing, positive, love-felt, heart-led experience see because you write very like memorable hooky poppy funky music particularly your melodies and and your lyrics as well are very hooky how you've just got this knack of knowing when it works is there a way you can explain how that feels when you when you write it i think observing i think really listening to other people's you know when you're talking to somebody you can be inspired walking down the street going to the shops, just any simple thing. The phrasing in Glasgow, people, it's such a rhythm. You know, the the conversation is a great rhythm. It has has a beat to it. I love that. And you can just get phrases, just words. You're like, man, that's brilliant. How would that sound next to this? You know, just everyday language. It it makes it easier when it's everyday language in a lot of ways because you don't have to, you know, try so hard to make something that's not really real you know <laughs> so everyday language i just try to stay in the lane of everyday language because to me that's you know well it's more relatable because people actually feel that way so you're not like you're not making up a feeling you know what i mean <laughs> I love that you know I do um, a five day like challenge every year for songwriters to come in and just have five days of writing songs Um, it's called authentic songwriting and you've really reminded me of one of the one of the workshops and also one of the challenges is to demystify your work to stop being so cryptic and so I love that you've said that because I think some songwriters feel like I can't write in normal everyday language. It's not artistic enough, you know? Yeah. You can say something to me and if I, you know, wrote a song about it, it would sound completely different from how you said it. You know, so it would <laughs> but it's a conversation that, you know, so it wouldn't it would it couldn't possibly really sound the same because we have like different perception on words and different languages and things. So if we wrote the same exact subject, I think it'd come out completely different. You know, just because you're taking it in from, I guess, a human point of view, not so much as an artist. When people say artists are poets and things like that, I think it puts a lot of stuff on people's shoulders that they have to feel like they have to live up to. I, I don't, I, I'm not really striving for that. I'm just trying to do like the everyday language songs or the everyday language words, you know, and it hopefully it works, you know, but <laughs> that's, that's how you get to the, the core of it. At least that's how I get to the core of it. It's like, how do people really feel? Or how do I really feel? You know, it's like walk down the same street and see this. It's completely different every day. It's not, it's never like, it's not the same. 
Super for for you, it's so observational, and it's like it's just part eleven. Your life is that you're walking, you're talking, you're breathing, you're writing. It's just part of life, and yeah. And I think this is a really important conversation because you're basically you're saying is we can overthink this shit too much. My, my wife helped me a lot, you know, with the like decluttering. If I'm sometimes I write like an essay, but I have to. Because you know, as soon as I start writing, it's like, oh, this is gonna be the verse. I just feel like I just messed it up. I got in the way of the energy. You know what I mean? Because I'm like trying to correct the. <laughs> I'm trying to correct the frequency in some ways. You know what I mean? You gotta just kind of let it let it flow. Tell me a bit about your background as a kid growing up over in the states, right? And where was where was music and writing in that space? I grew up between Mexico and Louisiana, so it was. It's, it's a different culture, and it's not like any anywhere in the States, I would say. I think a lot of people would agree because most people speak French in a place that nobody else in the whole country speaks French. <laughs> so you grew up <laughs> in this weird place. Not weird, but you know, it is unorthodox to speak French and like Native American language and Spanish as your first languages, and then, but you live in a place that Outside of that small place, nobody else <laughs> really speaks it. So that right there can change the way you write <laughs> and, and see people and and observe stuff. So and I grew up, I grew up on a music called Zadiko. So it's a music that's like culturally everybody's music, like from uh, Native American music to African to Irish. Uh, yeah, and so it, just growing up into that. You, you just kind of think that's just the way it is. You're not like influenced by one thing, but people say, "Why couldn't you be influenced by one thing?" Is because I just just wasn't born into that to be influenced by one thing. So. I can see how that would lead you to the space that you're in, where your creativity is just part of of how you express yourself and just part of your being. If you grow grew up in this like melting pot of different languages cultures and music yeah. is such that's a that's exactly what they call it you know they call it that's exactly what they call it it's just a melting pot like gumbo like a gumbo you know, louisiana like, gumbo yeah. right <laughs> yeah a lot of cultures in that one one dish so it's not just one one uh one way mm. you know each person each culture can put their own ingredients to the dish and it, it mm. you know so it's it's, it's it's not fashion too you know uh, wow i think just okay. like that so do you speak multiple languages as a result? Of, yeah. And do you think learning, I'm learning Spanish right now because I live in Spain. And oh, nice. I find myself sometimes being so fascinated by even just idioms, right? Just the way things are presented in language in my very much native English speaking brain it took a good whole year for that part of my brain to calm down and chill out and stop being so rule orientated and allow this other expression to just be absorbed and go, but that doesn't translate exactly. So how do I understand? And now, now it's like, oh, it doesn't have to. Now this is just a whole different way of expression. And so for me, there is definitely a part of my brain that's opening up that I've never ever experienced in my life. For you speaking multiple languages as a child as but well. It, it, I hadn't used it in a while, and then my wife and daughter uh, speak Gaelic and Gaelic, 
so Scottish and Irish native language. So I'm into that now, but just because it's around me. So you kind of, you know, and then you learn it through songs and then it's a bit easier to learn like languages through songs or music than like learning or reading a book. I learned all the languages that I understand through, through music. You know, it was just, yeah. Even like Native American languages through music, the French languages through music, the Scottish languages through music. So Irish is the same thing. It, so it's not, it, it, it's tough when I'm focusing on trying to learn it, but so if I hear it through like rhythms, then I can, I can take it in a bit more. And my daughter, you know, I speak every single day. So it's just, it's becoming like a normal thing. You just pick up with small words. I think it's because you're not really trying. You're just amongst it and just kind of allowing it to happen. So you just take it in. And then that's the, it comes down to the truth behind the authenticity. Like what's the point of it to communicate yeah. with other people ultimately? Exactly. exactly where you grew up and it's just been so rich with music and culture. I feel like growing up in the city centre of Glasgow, that we have a lot of music and we have a lot of culture, but it, it's not quite as immersive, I think, that as other parts of the world's culture can be. And for me, the environment makes a massive difference. So it's cold and rainy a lot, right, in Glasgow. It's Glasgow is his own universe. I love it. It's, it's just, it's like no other. It's, it's, it really is. It's a one of a kind of place, and it's brilliant. You know, just to see, even if it's raining outside, you see a lot of people still in a good mood. It don't change. Like, you know what I mean? I love that. That you don't meet, you don't go to a lot of places like that. Like, they still got a pep for this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they still helping people. I wonder if they're just all drunk. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people that's just really just like you. Just you're used to the weather, so it's not like you know you're used to it. You're like, you know, get on with it. Live your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, exactly. That's, the, that's what I love about it. Get on with it. Just get on with it. I love it. I love that. I've got lots of women in my family. There's a real vibe, a real like Glasgow women. Just bloody get on. Like stop moaning and just get on with it. And sometimes I think that part of me comes out when I'm talking about songwriting with people. <laughs> when they're like, oh no, what about this one? I'm like, just just do it. Just get on with it. Exactly. You know, the sun's shining. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What was it brought you to Glasgow and Scotland and how has that influenced, if your environment's influencing your songwriting so much, how has that influenced it, that move? That's really interesting. Back to my wife again and my daughter, so that was the reason why we moved, just for a bit of, uh, my wife is from Glasgow and she always told me about it and we've, we visited a lot of times and just fell in love with it and I fell in love with it and she fell in love with it again also and our daughter loves it and, and just going into language. From a music point of view, I just, as soon as we moved, I just started going out to perform at open mics and just experiencing like traditional folk, you know, like Sweeney's and just different places. And I would just sit in on sessions and just watch this, like, wow, what is this? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I hadn't seen that music by itself. Like I said, I always seen it fused, you know. So even where I grew up in Zydeco would be considered folk music, but, uh, dance folk music so more of like a Kaylee but with a twist to it but I hadn't seen just like the the Celtic folk by itself and I was like wow this is like magic man look what they're doing you know the way they sing you know it's like going to Ireland also like you're in a pub or somewhere and somebody just stand up and they just start singing with no beat and I'm like wow I've never seen that before that's, that's different man 
You know, so <laughs> as as normal as it is, it's just kind of like, you know, just a random person starts singing a song and everybody just join in. It's not even a show, but it, it is a show. And I'm like, I never, that don't happen in the way I'm from, that type of stuff, you know. So, and yeah, just and meeting so many friends like yourself and just so many people and just really learning how what they do well and it's like really being fascinated with like wow that's great that they can do that Man, i wish i could do something like that and then you just i don't know you just feel the vibe and eventually you start to like say like the new the newer stuff we're coming out with is a bit more world music because i because because i'm mean, because of the scottish culture and irish culture i would say before it was mostly it was still finding a niche of the genre because i never really think about what genre i'm doing ever it's just at one time I used to like to do a bit of hip hop and another time I started doing more folk music and another time I started doing more rock music. And then, it, but it wasn't because I would just do that because that's rock music. And I used to make a rock song. It was just like in that moment, in that time, I was just inspired by like, wow, this is brilliant. You know, and look at why do they pick that chord to do that? You know, just really slowing everything down and not rushing to, to, uh, to, I don't know, just be, complicated for no reason so <laughs> i think that's i learned that the simplicity and the complicate being complicated can go hand in hand but i learned that through being in the scottish culture you know the songwriters the way they use their voice that i tell my wife all the time it's this thing that some some of the the celtic singers have this amazing way of singing i never heard before in my life until like i came here and started watching that and i was like wow I like to have that gravel in my voice. Well, they, you know? <laughs> so I just started working on it and just going to sessions and just learning like, wow, this is great. I think mainly because not judging it, just kind of like just being fascinated by it. Not understanding it either, you know, not really understanding it, but now understanding it a bit more because it didn't really leave room or waste time picking, dissecting it. Just more like, wow, that's brilliant. Totally. Oh, that's like the the openness to just the the joy that comes with it, right? Like to sit at a session, yeah, it's new, it's fascinating, it's exciting, it's interesting, it's making you feel something too. So you're really connected to your your body, you're really connected to how you're feeling. When was the last time I went and just exposed myself to some new music purely for the joy of being around it? And the way you talk about being at a session observing it and and really being fascinated by it and then almost like bringing it into yourself like oh I would like to try that it feels organic like me and my, my bandmate Joe Joe Gilani guys you know Joe Gilani and uh our bass player Iona my wife Frances and that new drummer uh, Ross we just we, now when we go to the studio we just know each other we just know like me and Joe we've uh doing the whole time people stopped gigging. We were still like doing Zooms and figuring out how to do harmonies together and how can we do that, how to make my voice work with his voice. And we just, eventually we started to sing like each other in some ways, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like we knew when the, the vocals should go under and just performing live so many times and who should take that part that he got more into hip hop and I'm less into hip hop. So he's doing basically what I used to do in some ways and I'm like studying the way he did his folk music. And so it's like, now the band makes a lot of sense. So it makes sense to the music that we're, we're doing now, fusion music more now, that it, it feels really, really good. And it feels organic, 
because we we gave it time to to breathe and and learn how to be human, <laughs> learn how to be human beings again. You know, it all in. I love how you said it took a long time because it takes time, and and yeah, you've got to develop as a person and as a musician at the same time, right? One doesn't just fast track before the other. No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's true. It's not worth it. We have to accept that that's okay and time will allow you to develop and it's about enjoying it all. Enjoy the session. Enjoy the Zoom collaboration. You know, enjoy all the the unknowns. And it's all right. Some some things don't work out. Some things work out. And it is what it is. You got to keep going and you got to move on and say, you know what? So when we didn't put an album out, you know, this will be our first, I would say, official album, Dope Sick Fly. But before then, when we just didn't have the creative, I mean, when we all were still trying to figure out what kind of artist we wanted to be, because everybody in the band is an artist on their own also, you know, they do solo things, everybody does solo things. So I started doing, um, I got into more of an electronic rock thing, but not just because it was a friend that had a band and he was trying to put it back together. You know, and he called it Union of Knives, and he's just like, hey, man, you want to come, you know, do some songwriting with me? I'm just trying to put this back together. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool, man. And so we just started writing, and we, he said, oh, we both kind of said together, let's put out an album like we're not going to put it out. How would that sound? You know what I mean? Like, let's write about something like we're just never going to put it out. We're never going to play it live, you know? So we started doing that, and it started to sound like that. We was like, oh, this is nice, man. I would listen to this. You know? Let's put it out. Let's play it live. <laughs> no, yeah, let's put it out now. You know, so it just it, it opened it opened a few doors. You know, to get, play other gigs and play bigger gigs. But we never really wanted to play live. Really, we we didn't push for it. We wrote it like we wasn't gonna put it out, and it did really good. And it's still doing good. I think because of that reason, it wasn't forced. It was just friends writing together about how we honestly felt in that moment at that time. And we didn't have to rush, you know. I th- I think that this conversation is going to be like a wonderful hug for a lot of songwriters listening, because there is, I think, in twenty twenty two, with I mean, we just kind of mentioned Instagram and stuff before we hit record. There's a lot of pressure on artists and songwriters, or there's a lot of perceived pressure, particularly if they're one, you know, just one person doing everything, as most of us are at the very very start. And to hear someone like yourself, who is so comfortable inside your own creativity, inside your own creative practice, saying, like, it is what it is. Just enjoy the process, you know, just just do it when it feels good. I think you have to. We we, we do all have up and down days. It, it, I'm not saying that's it's not real. It is real. You know what I mean? You know, but... Sometimes I have my bad days and, and I just sit back and it's like, hey, what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got you to gotta keep it going. And uh, like our, the band, Dosik Five, we had so many members, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, and everybody w- wants to rush. Let's put this out. Let's put this out. I'm like, nah, man, it's not ready yet. You know, I wouldn't want to listen to it, you know? And if we don't want to listen to it, then I would think anybody else would want to listen to it. You know, maybe they would, but still, it just it needs to be organic. It needs to feel right. And maybe that's going to take five years. But I don't know. That's a really great point. That A question I get asked a lot is, how do I know when my song is finished? How do I know when it's ready to release? And how would you 
if you could say to another songwriter, give them a bit of advice, how to help them come to their own conclusions, what would you say? As a songwriter, you can't overlook <laughs> uh, real life. You know? I think if you can write about how, how, what you really see and not just try to knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, uh, make something rhyme, you know, that's cool to do that too if that's who you are. But but I don't see it as songwriting in some ways. Now it's a song, but <laughs> I think just seeing somebody open the door for me and I open the door for them, it's like, oh, man, that's cool. That felt great. You know what I mean? As simple as it is, it's just, you know, it's not that deep of an answer, but it is the simplicity of, like, just... A thread that's going throughout everything that you're sharing with us is that you write with other people and there's a lot of other people, other hearts, other energies involved in your creativity alongside you. And I think that that's a wonderful thing to remind people because there's a lot of songwriters, myself included, who are just very much just right alone, door closed. It's just me, me, myself and I. And then when I collaborate and some of the some of the experiences that you've been expressing here through our conversation, it reminds me of all of that that you're talking about, the shared path, the shared experience, the everyday language, just the things that, the point of all of it, ultimately, the love between us all. And so when it comes to like knowing when a song's finished or knowing when something's to be released, if you're just doing it totally on your own, that can be a really difficult thing to think about. But if you're with other people, you know. I, I do do a lot of writing on my own, but I also I don't just leave it up to my mentality or uh, the way I see it. Oh, man, it's, I, I'm great. Look at this. You know, I don't really kind of sit in that personally. I don't know if it's good, you know, <laughs> mentally. I don't know if it's good mentally, you know. So personally, I like feedback from close, my close circle of, you know, my wife, my daughter. If my daughter don't come out of the room when I'm playing a song, ah, it's not ready yet. That's, you know, <laughs> it's a winner. <laughs> it's not ready yet. She didn't come out the room, you know what I mean? Because they, they don't have to lie to you, man. They're just like, hey, you know what? I'm not dropping my, I'm not lifting, not leaving my Xbox for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good enough yet, Dad. <laughs> not good yet. Try again. <laughs> but I bring it to people. I bring it to my bandmate. Uh, like some songs, I would say, all right, some songs I, I just write by myself, right? Work for verbally, just in, in pick up the guitar or the piano and just go and start writing it. And then I'll show it to my wife, and she was like, ah, I wouldn't say that part. I'm like, why, why? Why wouldn't you say that part? Just tell me a better way. How would you say it differently? And then she'll say something, and I might be like, nah, I like it better the way it was, or that was brilliant. Then I'll take it to my friend Joe, and we'll go to his house. It's like, man, we should just go out and play this song. Just acoustic, just to see how it is. We go out in front of people and play it. So, and then people, you know, we don't look for claps or nothing like that, but we just, but we are looking for it too to say, all right, that part didn't work, you know? Then we probably bring it to our bass player later, Iona, and just kind of sit back and say, all right, how's the guitar and the bass sound like that? And then I'll get it on the piano and we just start it. It's like, all right, still not there yet, you know? So that that process of all that, so the it's not so much just the words, it's the trying to figure it out. Like, and you know, there's a lot of songwriters that I work with in my community that are really scared about sharing their music, even with you know peers. And I think what you've just said is a really brilliant reminder: like, share your music with people you trust to get that feedback. 
so that you know it's all right it's 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 no right or wrong it's it's all right like if you know if somebody say oh well i don't like that that's still opinion that's fine you know but you, you, you take it and i'll ask somebody so why don't you like it you know what i mean and if you can write it better show me you know i, I want to see i want to see the technique of because i can maybe i can learn something from this i just can't take it as an insult you know what i mean they said it for a reason it's like all right so you want to help me with it? You know, it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your experiences and your thoughts and just your attitude. I think it's super inspiring. You've got such a refreshing outlook considering how long you've been in the music industry and I know you work incredibly hard that to on the other side for someone to still be so full of love and and fun and energy um it's a wonderful beautiful thing and i think this conversation will be really inspiring for the songwriters listening so thank you so much but it does go up and down it go your moods go up and down yeah yeah just don't sit in it that long you know that's that's really it you can't sit in it that long that's the key isn't it everything will pass everything changes yeah always always brighter days ahead as we learn when we live in Glasgow <laughs> there will be a sunny day eventually <laughs> amazing well thank you so much thanks for having me for everyone listening please go and check the show notes and pod that podcast description where we'll be putting all the links to songs websites everything you could possibly want to get some of Ant's music and Dope Sick Fly His Band into your life so please go and listen and give them some love and thank you Ant great to see you I hope you have a wonderful day 